Hi, I'm Pastor Daniel, and welcome to Edge Church Podcast. To get connected, visit our website, edgechurch.co.za, or send us a WhatsApp on 076-032-3664. Say hi, and we will connect with you. Our full services can be found on our YouTube channel, but enjoy listening to the sermon. Welcome to Edge Church, everyone. I'm Justin. And I'm Pam. And it's so good to have you with us as we celebrate this Thanksgiving Sunday. If it's your first time with us at Edge Church, I'd love to extend a big welcome from all of us to you. We really want to connect with you. So be sure to say hi. Yeah, you can send us a message on WhatsApp or join us in person at our Guest Connect area after the service. We have a great cup of coffee waiting just for you. Yeah. And can you believe that next week is the start of our Advent season? This year, like never before, we are so reminded that Christmas is a time of hope. It's more than the gifts around the Christmas tree. Christmas is about real needs being met. It lasts longer than a season. It's all about experiencing Jesus every day. And it truly is a weary world that comes together to rejoice. Mm. A thrill of hope this Christmas. So come with us on the journey over the next four weeks as we experience God's love and hope over this Advent season. Absolutely. And next Sunday, the 5th of December, join us for a family Christmas fun day after the 1030 service. There'll be lunch on sale with brewery rolls, hot chips, ice cream, and sweet treats. There'll be loads of kids' entertainment for families to enjoy together. And we'll be celebrating baptisms outside at 1.30 p.m. And on the 12th, we'll be gathering again in the evening for a worship encounter at 5.30. It's an opportunity for us to spend time in God's presence, bringing our worship and our prayers to Him. And then on the 19th, Join us as we go back in time with the Christmas story, looking at Mary and Joseph and the detour they took, awaiting the hope for peace, our Jesus. So good. And be sure to save the dates for our Christmas services. You can join us on Christmas Eve at 6 p.m. or Christmas morning at 8 a.m. or 9.30 a.m. That's right. But coming back to this morning, Mm. we love that you chose to be with us today. So let's get our hearts ready with this Thanksgiving Sunday. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday. Today we take time to reflect. Today we look back on the past year. Who would have thought when we look through the moments, the year, the past 18 months, that this is what we expected? We thought we left 2020 in 2020, that 2021 would be better, but it came with us. Filled with the unexpected, the job loss, the sickness, the death, the economic crisis, the political strain and the racial tension. Honestly, as you look back, how would you describe your 2021? Pain? Grief, anxiety, loss, uncertainty, the unexpected, and yet each one of us have our own story. And today, right now, this Thanksgiving Sunday, we take time to reflect, to think back, to put into words how you felt over the past year. And now, in this moment, on the card you have received, Take this opportunity and begin to write your words, your story, your past year.
like many of us, the past year, the past 18 months, have left us bruised, battered. The uncertainty, and it seems like the uncertainty just keeps on coming. What will even this December hold for us? But today is Thanksgiving Sunday. And being thankful requires us to look beyond our current circumstances. You see, being thankful makes us look beyond some even the words that we might have written on these very cards. Being thankful makes us look to our one true source of hope, our blessing, our enduring hope. Being truly thankful requires us to look up. See, it's so easy to give thanks for actually the physical things, things that we can see and touch. It's so easy to thank for for people and for money and for food and for things like that. But what do you do when feeling thankful is hard? How can we truly live a thankful life? Scripture says to us, Paul says these very words to us, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. Note what it says. It doesn't say give thanks for all the circumstances. It says give thanks in every circumstance. So we get to say, despite of what our year might have been, we get to say, God, thank you for your goodness. God, thank you that I have an eternal life because of your son, Jesus Christ. Being thankful allows us to come to that place to look beyond what our circumstances might have been, whether it was blessing or struggle. Being thankful gets us to a place where we look up and we look to our true source of blessing, our enduring hope. On this Thanksgiving Sunday, enter with the password, thank you. Enter with praise, worship Him, thank God, because He deserves your thanks. His love never quits us. He is the Lord of Lord. He never quits us. Enter with the password of thank you. Give thanks because He is good and His love endures forever. Don't be pulled by distractions and worries about this life, but instead be saturated in prayer. And then offering your faith-filled requests before God as you overflow with gratitude. And so we described what our last year has been. But now in this moment, as we reflect, as we take time, I want you to turn your page and to start to write where you have seen the goodness of God in your life where you have seen His faithfulness, write it down in this moment and reflect on God's goodness and faithfulness.
Till I lay in my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so Thank you in such an overwhelming sense of just your unconditional love for us. Standing in worship thinking, I don't deserve this goodness that chases after me. And yet he says, but that's what I'll do for you. Thank you, God. And I want us just to sing those lines again that all my life, we'll sing of the goodness of God. Come on, let's sing it one more time. You've been so good. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so 
the goodness Come on. of God. Come on, there's so much to be grateful for. Come on, church, we're going to declare. It's all my life you have been faithful. It's Jesus, all my life. It's all my life you have been so, so. God's people said, Amen. Amen. We could go home. Like, we've declared the goodness of God, but we don't worry. There's still a lot more. As you take a seat, welcome to church. Why don't you take a moment, greet each other. How good is it to be able to sing those words, declare the goodness of our Savior. Thank you to our teams, our worship production that make this happen week after week. Come on. We are so grateful for every one of you. But wow, what a moment in God's presence. But today is really our Thanksgiving Sunday. I don't know about you, but taking this moment of writing down this reflection, I was so overwhelmed. Some of the words that I wrote of like tiredness or excitement, manic, fear of failing. And then just writing and acknowledging just the provision of God, His faithfulness. When I'm weak, He's strong and recognizing the goodness of God in my life, thinking of my family, thinking of my wife, thinking of my, ch- my children. <laughs> Please, no, my one child. <laughs> it's, not rec- it's not recorded. This is not recorded. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> the many children that are seated here in the presence of God. <laughs> but, so <laughs> but it is Thanksgiving Sunday. Amen. There are donuts outside that we can enjoy. <laughs> But you know, this theme of thanksgiving and thankfulness uh, <laughs> runs throughout Scripture. Come on. <laughs> runs throughout Scripture, this thankfulness, this theme. It's not just that we're celebrating maybe a tradition uh, overseas, but it actually it's a theme in Scripture that we're called to be thankful, that we're called to be a people of gratitude, a people of thanksgiving, a people of praise. We saw how David the psalmist, I read those verses to us. They would say, come in with the password of thank you. We see how Paul wrote to us in Scripture and it says, in every circumstance. We see how it says in 1 Thessalonians, in every situation, no matter what it is, be thankful. Continually give thanks to God. Why? For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It's not like we just want to get together and clap and we love to do that. We love to get loud and all of that. But it's actually more than that. Like we took in the stillness just to reflect, right? The goodness of God, seeing His faithfulness, not being disillusioned to that there have been challenges. That we still are facing challenges. We don't even know what this Christmas is going to look like again. But in every circumstance, we give thanks. And that's what we're doing today, taking an opportunity. And I I was was reflecting as I was preparing for this week's message, thinking about the kingdom life, what I spoke about last week and how we're called to live it, how we landed the uncomplicated series. And I I was thinking about my life, my journey within this church, thinking about us as a church as a whole, Overwhelmed, just saying, God, thank you for what you have done this past year. Thank you for what you have done for the many years before me even. And I was thinking, you know, I was four years old when I came to this church. I've grown up here my whole life. I've been here 29 years. I, I heard God's call on my life here in this church. 
I had my moments with God here in this church. I, I met my wife here in this church. We got married here in this church. My best, closest friends are people that have come from this church. I watch my daughter break her shins and kneecaps every single time she runs up and down these chairs. We're blessed on this stage. And you know, throughout, and I was reflecting and just thinking of my life, that this is where I've been. And throughout this time, throughout my journey, I have seen and I've felt the faithfulness of God, what He has done, but also looking at the many people that have gone before me and that are still here, that are faithfully serving God. I love what Jordan said last week when we prayed for our man. He said that they're bodyguards. I was like, preacher, brother, I know those bodyguards. I've got my aunties here in church. They've got your back. It's a little kid. I've grown up and I've seen the faithfulness of God in this church, how things have changed, how time has come and this building looks different to what it was. New faces. But the consistent theme has been the faithfulness of God and the faithfulness of people in this house. And that's when I was reading in Scripture, I was reading out of Paul and 1 Thessalonians and I was going out and packing this Scripture. I felt God speak to me for us on this Thanksgiving Sunday about a verse of Scripture that spoke to me personally, reflecting on us as a church. And I want to give you context before I read the verse of what was actually happening to help you understand, thanks Charles, to help you understand what was actually going on in this period. So when I read these verses, you'll go, that makes sense. Because Paul's writing now and he's writing to the church in Thessalonica where he planted, there was a church that was planted and you need to know this was a very strategic church. Very strategic. Because of its location. This church where it was planted, was a, it was a big harbor that used to service both the West and the East. And Paul, we cannot underestimate the importance of this church because Paul knew that if we could get, if people can understand and they can have that revelation, come and encounter God, be able to live the kingdom life, become into a relationship, that there is the power for the Word of God to spread across the whole world. How? Through the transportation system. It knew that this service, this east and west, this harbor would serve so that the word of God would go out to many. Because remember, there were no flying. No one was flying anyway. Pretty much like us, no South Africans were flying anyway. <laughs> but there was this moment that he knew that this city, Thessalonica, had the power if they could just come to know Jesus. And we read in Acts 17 how Paul has this, he preaches three times in Thessalonica. And this major revival that takes place. People are coming to encounter God and they're having this moment and this revelation. And so go, we see what's happening. And now, as soon as that happens, people get enraged. The religious leaders are upset. And so Paul has to flee. His friends, they smuggle him out of the city. And they get him out before his life is endangered. And so now, we get to this portion of scripture that I'm going to read. That Paul is now reflecting back thinking about his time in Thessalonica, what's happened. And he's writing back now to the people of Thessalonica and he begins to say this. And I pray that as I read it, just like Paul reflected, like we are reflecting on the past year, that you would hear God's word speak to us today. Listen to what he says in 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 2 to 3. It says, we always thank God for all of you and we pray for you constantly. Meaning the people of Thessalonica they're talking about. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faith work, your loving deeds, and your enduring hope you have because of our love, of your love of Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes on, he starts to write in chapter 3, he begins to say these words, and I pray that this resonates with your spirit. In chapter 3, verse 7 to 9, and so we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, describing our year. We have been greatly encouraged in the midst of the pain, the complicatedness of life, the messes of life, in spite of all of this, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, yeah, children. That's where I got that wording from, children. <laughs> Listen to what Paul says here. You have remained strong in your faith. 
and you are standing firm in the Lord. Do you see what's happening? Paul is taking this opportunity. He's reflecting back on the church and he's looking and he's saying, because you have remained strong in your faith, even in the midst of all that this has happened, in the midst of the troubles and the pains and the heartache and the suffering, because there was a lot happening in this time. He says, even in the midst of this, you have remained strong in your faith. And you are standing firm in the Lord. And you know, as I read that, I was like, some of us might think, what is even, what has our lives counted for this year? What has happened? Has my servant even made a difference? When I keep praying and they keep on telling us to do this and let's pray first and let's gather as a church, let's pray for relationships, let's pray for our marriages, let's pray for our children. Is it even making a difference? And Paul looks at the people of Thessalonica because you know that they didn't even know. They had no idea that the example that they were being, because Paul actually says this in in chapter 1, verse 7, he says, you have been an example to many. They had no idea that them remaining faithful, their love for people, their love for God, their good works, they had no idea the example they had been. And I was reflecting and I was thinking about us as a church. Maybe some of us are looking back and we're thinking and we wrote some of these things on our card and we're like, has anything changed from the year before? Has my life really made a difference? There's been so many challenges. Has has praying even worked? And listen to what Paul says. He says it to Thessalonica, but I believe it's a word that he says to us, thinking of us as each church. In verse 9, he says, how we thank God for you because of you. Each church, listen to this. Because of you, we have a great joy as we enter God's presence. Some of you might feel, has anything been made a difference? Is my service even making a difference? I'm doing this, I'm praying, I'm believing this. Because of you, we have a great joy. And as Paul spoke that to the church of Thessalonica, I'm speaking to us as each church here in 2021. Because of you, for standing firm even in the midst of what has come this way, there is a great joy as we get into the presence of God. Amen. And I want you to hear that. God has done so much within this church. And as I reflected, I thought, how? God, how in the midst of everything that has happened have you been so faithful that you have had people that have stood the time through all of this that have been faithful and God has done so much. And on this Thanksgiving Sunday, I want you to allow this thought to seep into you that God has stayed faithful as you have remained faithful. And as Paul looked at the people and he said, I thank God for you. A church, I thank God for this church, for the people that have gone before and that are still going to come. Because since September 2020, God has been doing a great thing. Take a look at the screen. Love God, love people, the heartbeat of Edge Church. We've seen God's faithfulness through the years, His guiding hand through every season, abounding in steadfast love. He keeps His covenant with those who love Him, with those who follow Him. His faithful love endures to all generations. His mercies begin afresh every morning. We celebrate God's goodness in years past and in the moments of this last year at Edge Church, for our God is about to do something new. He has already begun. Do you see it? He has made a pathway for us through this wilderness. He is doing something new. God has brought us back to the foundations, valuing the importance of gathering together, encouraging each other and doing life together. And seeing this lived out in the ebb and flow of the seasons, when we were able to meet physically together and when we weren't, we learned to cherish it even more, to choose joy in every season and deepen our understanding of life and community. God has brought us to a place of desperate dependence on Him, to bring everything to Him in prayer, to pray continually for ourselves, our families, our communities, our nation and our world. We took every opportunity for people to experience God's overwhelming love, encounter His grace, His truth and practically take next steps on their journey with God. 
we've seen online as a significant space for people who aren't able to join us in person and as a first experience introduction to the church. And we celebrate live streaming our services online. What a joy to pray a blessing over children and their parents as they commit themselves to God. Love God. Love little people. We love hearing the laughter of our edge kids fill our spaces. From the adventure at Easter time to many new families joining us on Sundays. Elevate has created many opportunities for our teens to come together, experimenting with creative ways to stay connected, whether online or at the building. But it hasn't been easy for Next Gen Ministries. We have felt the loss, the burden. But now we're believing for what's to come. God has spoken. Rise up, carry the mantle and the passion for the next generation. And as God's word says, that we will not hide these truths, but pass it along to the next generation and tell them of the wonders of our God. We love how we can live out our culture of love. Love God, love people as we welcome each other home. We demonstrate this in a way that facilitates connection and meaningful conversations, that everyone feels welcomed and loved. And in groups, we continue the conversation. We know our mission, love God, love people as we do life together. We're celebrating new groups, new leaders, training, introducing Right Now Media. It's here that true discipleship happens as we encourage and enrich each other's lives. We've seen people be equipped at Alpha, the marriage course, thriving in singleness, and our current gatherings. Each opportunity is one for holistic growth, to put God first, knowing He truly is always more than enough. God has called us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, showing love in practical ways in the community. A love for community care by providing a meal, guiding with career support and assisting with home maintenance, and walking the journey with others in grief care, counseling, pastoral care and connections with our seniors. While the world has experienced great financial crises and challenges, we've seen people live out that where your treasure is, your heart is also. A faithful people, trusting in a faithful God, giving generously. We've seen the church actively demonstrate God's love in the community as we've partnered with social justice organizations and missionaries. We live out being a blessing to others as we have been blessed by God. In a year of much transition in our world and our church, we've seen God's blessing of steadfast staff, leaders, elders, and teams and teams of volunteers committed to love God and love people. God has been faithful and faithful through His people. Through it all, God is building His church, His unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. For it is God who is at work in you for His good pleasure. Amen. Amen. Come on. And it truly is that. It is all glory to God for what He has done, His mighty work within us. Because of you, what I title the message for today, this Thanksgiving Sunday. Because of you, because of your faithfulness as a church, because of your faithfulness as a people to keep showing up, to keep saying, you know what, despite of how much we've been in lockdown, despite of how many services we didn't have, despite of all of this, because of you, we have seen the faithfulness and the impact of what God has done within this house. And do you know that it hasn't just stayed here? It hasn't just been within these four walls of this building. In fact, it's gone way beyond what we ever thought or could imagine. Just like that scripture verse says in Ephesians, when Paul says, beyond what you can dream or even imagine. And this past few weeks, we've been connecting with our missionaries. And we've had the opportunity to be able to connect them about what God has been doing in their, their lives, what God has been doing within their ministries. And you know, Paul writes this in 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 8. It says, Now the word of the Lord has spread out from to others far beyond your boundaries, far beyond these walls, this building, far beyond here. God's word has spread. And I want to say to our missionaries that are here today, thank you. Thank you because of you, because of what you have done. God's word is spreading beyond what we ever thought to places that we will never probably even get to. Goodwood Prison, 
I pray none of us will get there. But thank you, Johan, for what you have done. Even in spite of all of this, Christian surfers, who thought, yeah, we would have an impact? There are not many surfers here in this church. Let's be honest. There are a few, and we love you guys. Resilient kids, mercy aid. Thank you for what you have done. And each church, thank you for your faithfulness because of you. And I want to pause on this Thanksgiving Sunday to acknowledge the faithfulness of many that have given their 10%, their tithe so consistently. In a time we heard, in a time where things have changed so much, thank you for always putting God first. And it's because of that faithfulness we have seen God take it, multiply it, bless it, not just with our tithes, but also with our Offerings, people that have given over and above their tithe to what they know and can see what God is doing. And today in our service, we're going to do that. We're going to give an offering. We're going to give to our missionaries what God has been doing in their lives that we are part of as a church. And this offering, not one cent will come into this church building and the operating and all that stuff, what happens here in the week. But it's going outwards to what God is doing through our missionaries. This is over and above our 10%. And so later in our service, we're going to give. But God has been in so much. And we took an opportunity to be able to film and to be able to connect. Unfortunately, due to circumstances, we won't be able to film everyone. But we took an opportunity to be able to connect with Johan as well. And he's been doing incredible work within our Goodwood um, prison. But also in India, and in this season, I've not been able to travel. has been so challenging. And then also you won't see Stephen on the screen. But Stephen, who's a part of translating the Word of God so that it is in everyone's first language that they can read God's Word. Don't ever take for granted how easy for us it's just to be able to open a Bible and to read God's Word in English. It's not like that for everyone. And so we get to part in behind that in Bible translation. And I love this opportunity that we connected and just began to ask our missionaries a little bit about them. Take a look. I'm Sharon Harley and I'm 45 years old. I am Roy Harley and I'm 54 years old. Barbara Clark and I'm 59 and three quarters. Tony Nzanza, uh, full name, uh, age 56. So where do you live, Roy and Sharon? Jeffrey's Bay, South Africa. Durbanville. Oh, just down the road, nice, lovely place. I call it Lower Age Meet. <laughs> Botasa. Cool, so we're coming up to Christmas. Uh, thinking about your past, what's your worst Christmas gift yet? Anything to do with DIY. It feels more like a punishment than a gift. Mine was definitely the second-hand beach towel. Um, I once got a bike that was put together from parts from other bikes. That was probably the worst ever. Christmas gift, worst one, I think. I should not say because I might not be allowed home. Your favorite food? Lamb chops on a bra. A good bra. Can't beat it. Mexican. Oh, my wife will tell you. Pop, 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 pop. I love my pop. <laughs> what are you guys passionate about? I'm passionate about hosting people in our home and making them feel welcome and loved. I love loving on people. Um, um, I absolutely love seeing members of my surf, our surf tribe, you know, kind of find and, and follow Jesus and go deeper with them, which really is something that there's nothing else like it. Jesus, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, what I'm really passionate about is, especially for children, for them to, to really get hold of how much God loves them and to live like, what is it like to live knowing that you're loved? and knowing that you're, you belong and the fun that that is. I'm very passionate about getting people to engage with God's Word. I think that's, that to me is where my heart is. Uh, and uh, preaching, uh, sharing the Gospel with people that are far from the Lord so that they can be able to come to a personal faith in Jesus Christ. Over the last year to 18 months, if you look back, what are you thankful for? 
I'm actually thankful for not traveling. So life was, it was really busy. Um, in fact, Zoom worked better before COVID than it does now. <laughs> but um, not, uh, I've missed people, but not having to get on airplanes and leave my family is probably the thing I'm most thankful for. I'm really thankful for God's faithfulness, you know. I mean, COVID hit the world in very different ways. Some places um, thrived, other places it was really tough. And just to see how God has sort of just steadied the course for so many people. And I got to really almost intentionally make the effort to connect with the wives in, through the ministry and internationally and just see how they were doing, you know, with also their husbands being home all the time and how <laughs> things looked. We went from training overnight to delivering food and um, everything shifted and so I'm thankful for all of the people and the organizations that came behind us to to help get that food I'm thankful for all the people that I met I'm thankful for the 10 years in Fisanta Kral before that because we were able to lean into relationships and doors opened that wouldn't have opened um, and I'm thankful that we're now moving we're still doing food, but we're moving towards safety for children, um, back to, to more um, emotional regulation and safe hubs. Yeah, last 18 months has been uh, hectic for, for me in terms of in the ministry, because my role involves traveling a lot, visiting different countries around Africa. In terms of uh, not seeing people, I'm a people person, I love seeing people. Looking at the screen for the last 18 months, it's been terrible, you know, um, because you don't get to see the heart of, of, of people. Uh, it has been tough in one sense, but it also produced some uh, incredible innovations from the ground, where we had to ask ourselves this issue, how best then we reach young people if are not able to see them face to face. Uh, so a whole lot of uh, initiatives were started where you know, people having even WhatsApp groups, we're helping national movements to set those up so that we can be able to reach kids with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why do you guys continue to do this? I can't believe that I get to do this. You know, How, do I, how is it that I get to um, have my dream job? Man, I, it's honestly, I, I think back and there's, you know, God says, uh, um, I call you to have life to the full and full doesn't mean like, you know, that you have everything you want, but for sure it feels full. It feels incredibly fulfilling. Because people still need to know, children still need to know that they're loved and that where they are now isn't where they have to be for the rest of their lives um, in terms of their self-esteem and circumstances and so on. And because it's fun, mostly. I said to somebody the other day, if there's uh, something that I can do without even getting paid is what I'm doing. Uh, being a, a, a call in helping people reach others for Christ because that's the mission that God has given us. There's so much out there to be done. There's so much out there that young people and children will be able to hear. Uh, and there's a need for us to be able to continue to make sure that we find ways of actually reaching them where they are, finding them where they are. You know, I, I think to me, that's what's keeping going. Yeah. Is there anything you would want to say to our congregation that's been supporting for a long time? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I grew up here too. I rejoined Edge Church when I was 10 years old and um, been a part of the life. And yeah, just thank you for believing in us and for, you know, for everything. We feel so at home when we come back, even though we're not here anymore. And um, just so thankful. Well, firstly, I met my wife here, which was a, obviously a very good thing. <laughs> but um, Pedro's mentorship and guidance and shaping of my life, and even Edge's shaping things that when Edge took the chance, no one else was taking the chance. And believing that you could, that there was this tribe of um, people out there that really loved surfing and the ocean, um, and taking a chance on that is, when you look back, it's pretty huge. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful for for everything that, that I've learned here, every opportunity I've had to serve both in the building and as a, as a worker outside of the building for the training that I got um, for this last year, certainly last in, in 2020, um, for, for all of the people that came, 
A lot of our volunteers came from Edge and they just showed up and they carried stuff and they packed rotten vegetables into the bins and I mean some of the stuff is disgusting but people just came and did it. So it's not just me and the team in Santa Crawl. There's a whole big church behind us. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. So thank you to every single person at Edge. The support from the church he has really been able to just uh, um, enable me to be able to be you know, free to be able to reach out you know, to far places, as far as Kenya, Nigeria, you know, all those countries, you know, where I will not be able to go in and do that by myself. And I want to really want to thank the congregation, uh, not only for their financial aid, but I think mostly for, for their prayer, prayer support. Because I really believe that with, without those two components, it becomes very difficult to be able to reach children, young people with the gospel. So thank you so much uh, for, for your commitment to, uh, to us as a family, uh, you know, to us as a missionary in the church, so that I can be able to be free to do what God spoke to you. Thank you so much. So many little life moments uh, started here, and I think we, we, don't, we underestimate how if we lean into it, churches shape our lives. And for the good, you know, God uses them to, to because he has a dream for what he wants to accomplish in the future. Um, yeah. So massively thankful for that. We don't. Can I indulge my feelings now? <laughs> Why? Okay. It's church. I just want to say to you. Come on. Yeah, I... <laughs> You know, watching that video, I, I just, that sense of like, when Jesus came, he didn't say, I'll build my government and the gates of hell will not prevail against my government. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Can I tell you that that is being the church, the hands and feet going beyond what we thought because of you, because of your faithfulness, each time showing up because of your generosity, because of you saying, I'm going to love people. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love people because of you. Do you know, all of this videos and all these things and missionaries, it's actually because of Jesus. At the end of the day, it's because of Jesus and what he did for us when he went to the cross. And that's why we come full circle back to the table. We took an opportunity to reflect on our own personal lives, reflect on where we've seen God's faithfulness. We declared that. We saw the faithfulness of many within this church, what God has done and led us as a church. We've seen the faithfulness of our missionaries and how we have been a part of this journey, but now we come back because of Jesus. And we come to the table. Thanksgiving is about stopping reflecting and giving thanks to our God above as we remember His suffering, His death and resurrection because none of this would have been possible if it wasn't because of what God did when He sent His one and only Son to this earth and when He went to the cross and then on the third day, it's because of Him. And that's why it says in 1 Corinthians, it says, for whenever you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaiming the Lord's death until He comes again. And on that night, it was a Thursday, before Jesus went to the cross, He was had His supper, Passover, where He got His disciples together and He began to explain to them what is coming. And we call it the Passover. And you might not be familiar with this, uh, the Jewish tradition of the, the Passover. But in fact, it was when it was a ritual, it was a celebration that was instilled by God that it was say, called the Israelites to remember what God had done for saving them out of Egypt. It was for them to remember the 10 plagues that came their way. And the last one was the angel of death that would come and pass over the households. That's why it was known as the Passover tradition. 
And Jesus, he, God gave instructions and He said to the children of Israel, you are called to put blood over the doorposts of your household so that when the angel comes over, it will pass over your household. It will see the blood of the lamb protecting you. And why it says in scriptures, Exodus 12 verse 13, but the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign marking the house where you are staying. And when I see the blood, I will pass over and this plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. And in the New Testament, we see it in 1 Corinthians. It says, for Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Remember when I spoke about the principle of the first, the donkeys and the lambs? A Passover lamb has been sacrificed so that we could be redeemed. And this is what it means when we come to break bread. When we come to the table, we are remembering what has been done for us. Just like the Passover celebration, the Israelites were called to remember when the angel of death passed over. We are called to remember. And thank goodness we don't need to sacrifice lambs and put it on our doorpost each time. We're going to enjoy our lamb at Christmas, but right now we don't need to put the blood. But as we sit and partake, and we're going to do this in service today. You see, this, the bread is just ordinary bread from the shops up the road. There's nothing spiritual about this, but it's a symbolism that we celebrate. You see, where does his body, when in that moment, at the last supper, Jesus lifted the bread and he lifted it up and he said, and he broke it and he gave thanks to his father and he said, this is the body that has been broken for you and I. Take it and remember me. When life gets too busy and we get caught in our own distractions and our own and woe is me, remember what I did for you. Like the Israelites, when the angel of death, remember what I did. And it's with thanksgiving that we remember. Are we going to take the bread together? So I want you to open your emblems. If you haven't received, ushers will come around. But I want you just to hold that wafer. You can just put your hand up if you haven't received an emblem. This was the body of Christ, symbolism that was broken for you and I. As you take of it, I like to think as I take of the bread that I'm taking Jesus, I'm proclaiming that he's Lord of my life. I'm remembering what he did for me. Don't just let it be something that passes. So I'm going to wait for all our just to finish handing out because I, this is a moment. Once you've got it, I ask that you take your seat. As you hold this wafer, thank God for his body. Think of your life, where you could have been, and take now and eat and give thanks. And then we have the cup, a symbol of the blood of Jesus. In Corinthians, it says that after they had the supper, Jesus took the cup and he lifted it up and he prayed and he says, this is the new covenant. This is my promise for you. Whenever I drink of the juice, I think of the blood of Jesus that covers my life the new promises that He's given me, the blood of Jesus that covers my family, my household, that covers my loved ones. I think of that as I drink. And as you do that, remember what He has done for you and the promise of the new covenant, the new life that He has given. Drink now and thank Him.
You know, the original word for thanksgiving was actually called the Eucharist. And you know what it means? Thanksgiving. You see, when we come to the table, it's an act of remembering and then giving thanks. When we come into His presence, because His presence is here, our response, I cannot think of a better way to respond than to get to our feet. And we're going to do that now. And to be able to declare that we worship Him because His presence is here. Come on, let's sing it together. I worship you, I worship, and you are here, working in this place, I worship you, I worship, you are here, moving in our midst, I worship I worship you. Oh, you are here. Oh, you're working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Cause you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop, come on church, let's sing it up, even when I don't see it, you're working, even when I don't feel it, you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. your way in which you have made which didn't seem possible and we thank you God for that promise and in this moment all eyes are closed as I want to be able to pray for us because maybe in this time we've been as we've been worshiping and throughout the service you're acknowledging and reflecting on your own life and realizing I'm far from God 
You've arrived in church today and you're thinking, I'm not even sure how I got you. God designed for you to be on purpose. Or maybe in this moment, and I, I keep saying it, but you might have the head knowledge of all the things, but yet the heart is cold. Today, He knocks and He says, will you come home? On this Thanksgiving Sunday, will you come back to the Father? And I would love to be able to pray with you in this moment and you're saying, Dan, I want to be able to make a fresh commitment back to Jesus. Or I've actually never made that decision to follow Him. You can feel the emptiness. You can feel your heart racing now even. Say this prayer with me. And with all eyes are closed, it's a private moment. You're saying, Dan, will you pray for me? I'd love to know who I'm praying with. Just lift your hand so I can acknowledge that I'm praying to someone. And you're saying, that's me. Pray for me. I need you to come back. I've drifted, amen, and you can put your hand down. It's just an acknowledgement of saying, that's me. Amen, and you can put your hand down. And I want you to say this prayer. Dear Jesus, today I acknowledge on this Thanksgiving Sunday that I haven't been living the life that I know that you've called. My heart is cold. But today I turn and I follow you. I ask that you would forgive me. Forgive me of my sins, forgive me the way I've been living. And today I choose you. From this day forward, I choose to turn away from my old life and to follow you for what you have planned. And on this beautiful Thanksgiving Sunday, I give my life to you. And all God's people say together, Amen. Amen. Come on. Amen. What an incredible time. And I want to encourage you. You know, I spoke about that, that offering that we're going to do in service right now. Before we rush off, we don't want anyone leaving besides if you're serving. We say that we're going to take a moment to be able to give that offering to our missionaries. Remember, nothing goes towards this house. It's going all the way out. You'll see on the screens, Wayne, which you can give. And today we have got buckets that as you walk out, our host team will be holding it. You can put in there what you've given. You can put your wallet. You can put your rings in. <laughs> give as our God has called you to give and give with a joyful heart not out of obligation <laughs> but we're going to give and we've seen the faithfulness of God and we're going to trust again as we give an offering to our mission but before we go I want to pray and Le- Leandri's here are we going to pray God's blessing over so let's receive this blessing as we close our service come on let's pray Father God we just want to take a moment to really stop and acknowledge and give thanks God for your provision and for the way that you've cared for your people God We want to take a moment to say thank you for each and every person that makes up the Edge Church family. And God, we want to stop and acknowledge and give thanks for the way that you have completely and utterly cared for, accepted and forgiven us in spite of the way that we have failed and the choices that we've made. And God, I thank you that we can cling to your word, your promises that says that you've gone before us, that you walk alongside us, that you watch our every coming and going. And God, I thank you for the way that you've led us this year. And God, I thank you that we can rest in your promise, rest in the truth and know that you are our hope and confidence. That even when we can't see what's ahead of us, even when we don't know what is certain and what is uncertain, God, we thank you that we can lean in and rest on you, that you are our hope and confidence for the future. We thank you, God. Amen. And we're going to end this celebration Sunday by declaring He is our way maker. He is our miracle worker. Let's sing it in faith and declaring, come on. And if you need prayer, come to the front.